0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Our special guest, Harry S. Dent, back with us. Harry A. Dent, Jr. is the founder of Dent Research, which publishes the newsletters Economy and Markets, Boom and Bust, and The Leading Edge, among many others. He's got an MBA from Harvard, was a consultant for several Fortune 100 companies while at the Bain & Company, and lectures widely. Harry is also the author of Zero Hour, as I just mentioned, turned the greatest political and financial upheaval in modern history. To your advantage. His websites are linked up at coast 2 What kind of a ride are we going to have, Harry?
1: Well, you know, George, you know, we get the, you know, we've had these big booms in the stock market and big crashes, unlike the last long boom in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I think we have uh, likely just seen. The Dow and S&P either peak or, or very close to a peak, and I think we're going to see you know, some volatility in the next few months and then one more run for the NASDAQ to try to make that one last high and then fail before the election. So I, I think the stock market may decide the election more than anything. It's very hard to get reelected when you get a stock crash or you start to fall into in, in, in elections. So I think we're at a very critical point and uh, and people really need to understand that this is not another recession. I have three major cycles all coming together here. The third one, the most powerful hitting, really right about now and early next year. This is going to be more like 1929 to 32, and it's going to be deeper than the 2008-2009, uh, what they call great financial um, crisis or recession, uh, which which took a lot of people underwater in their mortgages and was the greatest downturn we've seen since the early 80s. And uh, so, so this, is, this is serious stuff. This is not the type of thing, George, where you want to listen to your stockbroker and say, well, stocks always come back, and, you know, we can have you diversified. No, 2008-9, everything went down except for high-quality bonds in the U.S. dollar. And um, so diversification didn't help. But in this case, this is going to be a peak that will not be exceeded for decades.
0: Harry, last week, the New York Fed pumped about $87 billion into the bank system. What's going on here?
1: Well, you know, they started, uh, you know, after all this buying bonds and pumping trillions of dollars, about $4 trillion in the economy, that's just the U.S. It's been about $16 trillion since 2009 globally with all the central banks. Now, the U.S. started, you know, pulling back in, you know, draining those excess reserves they put in, and that means less liquidity in the banks. What happens is these banks, most banks borrow from the big banks overnight at like about a 2% rate. Um, And and so all of a sudden, the big banks are saying, oops, uh, we don't want to lend to you. So the Fed had to step in, you know, the last time that happened. 2008. Yeah, and look
0: what happened then. Oh, yeah,
1: So, so that is, you know, they're making like, oh, it's no big deal, and oh, oh, they just had to make their quarterly payroll taxes. No, no, this happens every quarter. That does not, hasn't happened since 2008. So, that is one of those first warning signs, George, that, that, hey, something's going wrong, and of course they're not going to tell you something's going wrong because they, they don't want people to panic.
0: Harry, uh, Thursday night I'm going to do a little uh, investigation into the impeachment inquiry to see if we can sort through some of this in uh, this situation. I've talked to a lot of people, and they say that if it gets to trial in the Senate, they don't think President Trump will be impeached. Um, what's your take on this, and what will this do to our financial situation? Just the trial.
1: Well, well you know, I um when, when Nixon, I mean, it, we, one of our my biggest cycles is a 45-year cycle, and that's the one that's most hitting right now, and if you double that, it hit in 1929. This is right on the Nixon impeachment cycle 45 years ago. And, of course, this thing was building just like this whole Trump thing, you know, when Michael Cohen turned on him just like John D. De- this thing is following the whole Nixon pattern almost exactly, and it would basically say around late this year, you know, in the next few months particularly, this is going to intensify. The stock markets did not react that much to the uh, whole impeachment threat with Nixon until the tapes came out. And, 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 and so now here you have this Ukraine thing. I mean, they haven't reacted much yet, but this Ukraine thing is like, well, that's kind of pretty flagrant. And, and, and it's the same thing as, as Bill Clinton. Yes, the House may well pass. The Senate is very unlikely, but you have to notice recently, Georgia, this is may, you know, the Republicans went from 7% to 28% in polls saying they think impeachment should be considered. Um, so so things are shifting and you have already now just recently over this Ukraine event seen Republican senators start to say, oh, "Wait a minute. Now now, you know, we we we've, we've stood behind you, but this has gone too far so so we'll have to see how this goes but i would expect this certainly to intensify over the next few months on the other hand i also expect george that that if the stock market does take you know a first bigger downturn here to start off this kind of volatility that the federal reserve and central banks will step in harder than ever and trump will get that stimulus he wants and that may give us one last hurrah but this impeachment thing is not good for the markets and i i tell you George, i, I don't think the markets get if jimmy the greek were still around uh, i think he'd be giving uh, elizabeth warren uh at least a fifty percent chance of becoming president in 2020 that these stock market, this stock market bubble would be over dead on a Whoa,
0: those are pretty <laughs> good odds for her huh yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, right now she's rising in the polls consistently. Trump is falling modestly, and Joe Biden, I I predicted this from the beginning. I mean, he's a Uh, has-been. Obama wouldn't even let him talk in public because he'd always fumble it up or something. He is dropping dramatically, and, and I think Trump actually this Ukraine thing, he actually took a risk to himself, knowing the best thing he could do is knock out Joe Biden, because he's a centrist Democrat. He would way rather run against Warren or Sanders. But I tell you, San, uh War, Elizabeth Warren, she, she has got energy. She's got no I mean, she's the most knowledgeable, uh, the strongest campaigner. I've been predicting from the beginning that she was the most likely to win, and I tell you, right now, she doesn't look like she has uh, a lot of competition. The Democrats now that's you know Bernie, you know, got a few stents in his heart. That doesn't look good when you're no, not
0: right at all. Said. If you look Harry, if you look at the economy at a 1 to 10 scale, with 10 being the best, robust, everything else, where would you give our economy right now? At what point?
1: Okay, well, the 10 10 robust would be 1929, 1968, and 2000, right at the top of the tech bubble. That's when demographics, which is one of our big cycles where we're growing the fastest, technology cycle, Internet moving mainstream at at the speed of life, like interest rates coming down with natural, not not unnatural stimulus, but just natural productivity. That was the peak. Now, we had, I have a number of cycles. We had the geopolitical cycle peak with nine eleven in late 2001. Our demographic cycle of baby boomers spending more money peaked in late 2007. I predicted that George back in 1988 when I came up with my first long-term indicator on that. But the technology cycle uh, with the internet and social media and all this stuff, that's just peaking now. So, So we've had you know, a peak in 2001 that kind of hit the markets, and then we had a big crash and a peak in 2007. That hit the markets, bigger crash. Now we got the biggest crash coming when this last and most important cycle hit. So so now we're at, I'd say, a six. The recovery, and, and people don't get this, if I look at the peak in 1929 through the worst of the Great Depression in 1940, 11 years, and then go forward now, to the um, peak in two thousand seven we had uh... and then now into two thousand eighteen nineteen 19, uh, the cumulative gdp grew the slowest in history we grew only twenty percent back then in the thirties and it's grown nineteen percent less and we haven't even hit the, the worst downturn by all of my indicators. So we're at a six, heading for a zero. We're heading for something like 1932. Probably not quite as bad overall as the 29 to 32, because we do have stronger demographics in the emerging world that give a little bit of cushion to the to the world market but our debt levels make 1929 look like nothing and the overvaluation of the stock market and the stimulus from central banks this has never been done they have poured 16 trillion dollars in the economy us companies have poured $5.7 trillion in the last 10 years, buying back their own stocks to goose their earnings per share when their earnings have been weak. This whole thing is artificial. This is going to be the greatest stock bust we see in our lifetime. So I see it as a six going down to zero in the next two to three years. But the only thing, George, is then it's over. All of my cycles will have bottomed out by then.